What's that sound? What's that sound? What's that sound? It's the Mobcast. What about Daddy Elon? Oh, yes. That, he that's can't a, that's be a great He's going to kill free speech by allowing free speech. So He's going to he put just, a chip in your brain. So he officially bought Twitter two days ago, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know when that's... I feel like it takes some time for that to become official to the market and whatnot, but that's a that's a big deal. Um, you think I, he just writes a check for $44 billion? <laughs> like, yes. Is it one of the big lottery checks? He just like, shows up with a, one of his rockets and gives it to him. Could you imagine That'd having cool. a, just a tiny little checkbook just writing... I don't. Th- I don't think that many zeros. I don't think you could write that out on that small of a check. I feel like it'd be too small. I actually saw something. Uh, I think it was yesterday. Elon Musk is projected to be like by the time he's like old and decrepit, he's projected to be the first trillionaire. That's ever. disgusting. That like, makes me I sick. Hate that. that makes me sick. Yeah. Saw, right. I think it was Joe Rogan. I was listening to him, and he said something like. Uh, those are all like Forbes top 500, whatever it is. All those people who have to record their earnings and like how much they're actually worth. We, we don't ever like think about the people in like Saudi Arabia, like the people who own all the oil who don't have to give a shit about what other people think, how like That's rich they point. actually are. I was uh, in Dubai and our tour guide pointed out that he was like, we were in the airport and he was like, you see that car? And we were like, yeah. It was just like a Porsche Cayenne. Oh, just, it's probably just, Peter. sorry. It had the starter car number nine. It had the number nine license plate. And in Dubai, for some reason, the lower the number of the license plate, the more expensive it is. So people will pay millions of dollars for the fucking license plate. Anyway, (laughs) he was like, see that car? That's the Sheik's one of the Sheik's cars. So he's in the airport right now. And I was like, I can't say anything bad or at all, because then, I mean, not that, I mean, they, they built that city out of the dirt and the sand. So like, Props to him, I guess, but powerful, scary people, I think. Um, Dubai is the city of sandcastles. Money is... Uh, I, lo- I get it, the, the old phrase that says, money doesn't make you, can't make you happier. I, I don't think it could hurt, but... Um, it can build you your rockets. <laughs> you can run a marathon without shoes, but shoes really help, you know? That's, that's, <laughs> like, a, that's a great analogy for it, yeah. Imagine you're just like, I have stupid money. I'm going to launch my car into space because, because, because why not? Just because. Well, you know, half of, the people in the United States live paycheck to paycheck. I digress. It's very uh, sad. No, no you're absolutely right. percent compared to the rest of the world, I mean, that's, a, that's another great podcast topic we could have is the terrible living uh, that some, a, a great percentage of our own Americans face every single yeah. day. Um, and that kind of ties into this topic as well. Um, yeah. But Nathan, take it away. No. What is this topic? I was going to say, like Brad was saying, and you were, it was a great time with Elon, just because, you know, he rules kind of a big part of the technology landscape. Um, and you mentioned it, um, like, would the idea of putting, like, chips inside of your heads. Um, yep. And that Neuralink. All, yeah. Yeah, Neuralink. All cybernetic kind of, like, enhancements. And that kind of deals with the topic um, we all wanted to talk about today, and that is transhumanism. Uh, for those who aren't aware or of what that is, uh, per the Oxford Dictionary, 
It is defined as the belief or theory that the human race can evolve beyond its current physical and mental limitations, especially by means of science and technology. Now, I kind of see that as basically the idea of which emphasizes the ideology to kind of basically enhance your own body or your kind of your lifestyle uh, through the use of advanced tech technology and science. And that uh, Neuralink is a very, uh, I guess, real possibility or idea that kind of just lands right, lands us right into this topic here. And so I guess I can ask you, I mean, do you ever put a chip inside your head at all or anything like that? Mike, before be you, <laughs> before, before we get into that, I just want to, uh, preface this whole conversation by saying that, uh, Nathan, Jordan, and I are all experts in this field, uh, master sure. graduates and, and, and Michael knows absolutely nothing. So he's coming into this blind, um, we we all we all took a, a very extensive rigorous class in college together brutal all about transhumanism and i had uh, to take the family history class and it was awesome i got to know my my people off for the boat from italy they weren't transhumanists they were probably farmers or like gypsies or something uh, so, so yeah, see, like he has he has nothing to add to this so uh, I just just wanted to preface uh, this conversation by saying that, and uh, we can go back into the uh, putting the chips in our heads. No, Brad, so. that is a very crucial uh, piece that needed Good to be point. said. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Educate me. <laughs> pretend I'm a listener, and all you 15 people that listen. And no, hey, milestone: 50 followers on Instagram. Most of them are robots. Also, transhumanism. Keep probably. It up. Take it. It's the AI. So yeah. <laughs> we we genuinely do appreciate that, no matter how many are fake or Russian spyware. But um, <laughs> no, but to bring it from back, from our hearts to you, thank you. <laughs> we appreciate all the support okay, and any ongoing support uh, for the Mobcast. Um, but so anyway, back to chips in your head. So I've played. We talked about it a little bit before, Michael. I don't know. We've talked about it a lot, but the game Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, right? Uh, kind of a trash fire in the beginning that that's we're not talking about games here so in the game you're able to basically have a chip inside your head that can it's basically like a central nervous like system for your entire body it can relay like health and like it can enable you to learn new things and new skills and even like finding solutions to really anything uh that much quicker and easier in like an instant and so that's kind of i think the one side of like, are these chips a good thing? But that's kind of like the, you know, the fantasized sort of <laughs> side of it. Yeah, I was going to say, too, it. like, before we get too crazy, like, there's actual uses that could be used, like, pretty quickly for, like, older people. Like, oh, dementia yeah. or, like, like that. I, I, mean, I went on Neuralink's website earlier today and looked at it. Like, that was one of the first things they listed was how they want to use it for people who actually have, like, deficits in real life instead of just, like, enabling people to be better than they already are. That's really good. Just people get a little too crazy. Yeah. Imagine, though, if you think about that, like all the good that could come out of it. Um, that, uh, so you have dementia, or even you're just 85 and you get confused and you wander it off and you can push a button and you instantly remember who you are and where you live. That's nuts. Well, eventually, yeah. it could probably cure paralysis to some degree if they could make your nerves Absolutely. fire again. 
Um, so yeah, there's huge benefits, but to play devil's ad- advocate, there's something called, it's, it's the libertarian idea of transhumanism. So it's like, yeah, do it, but for money, <laughs> which is kind of how <laughs> corporate <laughs> or, greed. Uh, uh, the current United States healthcare system is set up. So oh, yeah. what they're saying is basically, okay, we have this amazing technology, but most people can't afford it. It's reserved for like the super rich. So at some point now the divide isn't just money, it's ability in general. And it's not on like a scale of this guy who's poor has a hundred IQ points. And this guy who's rich has 150 IQ points. It's like the poor dude is just a normal guy. And the rich dude can literally download any skill that he wants. And he has superhuman strength. And you know, that's a scary, terrible road we go down in the other direction but we talked about that in class a little bit too like the gatekeeper know. of money is yeah you wouldn't know but yeah you're 100 like you could you could have a child who goes to stanford right already probably pretty well off to be able to go there or you could have a kid who just downloaded the new software into his head and is already smarter than elon musk or any genius <laughs> can name just because his dad's a billionaire and you know like that that's just gonna get create leaps and bounds for the rich versus people who can't afford that Imagine being on, like, version one of this when it's, like, 50 years down the road and someone who's on version, like, Windows, old Windows versus now. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the comparison. I'm on Windows <laughs> My 7 <chip>. right now. <laughs> You're buffering versus Windows 95 <laughs> But that brings up a good point because I feel like that creates a lot of ethical issues. Um, like so much social diversification. like Even more than we have today. Um, right, yeah. <laughs> That it literally becomes like a cyberpunk-esque, you know, society where there's like the top of the rich, rich corporate greed and like super rats. And that's... Yeah, yeah. you have like the, the scrappers that are just... Yeah. Are, uh, the nomads. Are looking, looking for whatever technology they can use to enhance themselves to the people that don't believe in using it at all. Yeah. To the people that are just leaps and bounds above everyone else. Like it would create so many weird classes... Uh, from didn't the super creator of the game poverty stricken the super rich exactly yeah but didn't the creator of cyberpunk itself he, he's like yeah it's a video game and yeah it's supposed to be fun but he's like this is a warning not like a we don't want this to happen kind of deal uh it's i think fun. i saw an interview yeah no and exactly yeah. just like you said i read that the idea of transhumanism is it's not just the concept or idea of it it's like almost just like you said, it's almost like predicting what's going to happen or what things are going to be like in the future. Um, and then obviously, you know, it's kind of blown up in different uh, aspects, but it's it's a real thing. I know some like AI is limited to what it can do right now, but I feel like it, it's it's only going to get be- bigger and better and <laughs> maybe iRobot-esque uh, one day. But it, it's a... That it might not just be like digital and like mechanical enhancements, like a chip in your brain or whatever, but it might be we're going to use technology to edit ourselves. So you might be biological, but you have, and this is going to sound very eugenics-y, but it literally is. You can edit your genes to do... Good before, bef- I was just going to say, like, before we get to the whole eugenics and uh, bio uh, modifications, I think we should wait for Matt uh, 
to get on. Uh, he'll, he'll be joining us here shortly, hopefully. Um, I know he'll have some strong opinions on um, biology and modification of, oh, of for uh, sure. For genes sure. and stuff. Yeah, so, that's a good um, one. We'll hold off. You I, would I was know gonna a lot s- more about that than I would. That's for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I was going to say, I, I thought it was pretty crazy. I, uh, when you were talking about the limitations of AI, um, have you guys seen it is it's that robot that um i can't remember who designed it but it's essentially that boston dynamics yeah no it's the the, um yeah the other (laughs) no no those are terrifying (laughs) (laughs) um it's that like bald lady that like you can like she goes on and does like interviews and stuff oh Oh, yes yeah Yeah, i do know you're talking about speaking to that that motivational speaker uh, i I can't remember his name but um he's got like gigantism and uh um they're like well do you think like uh robots will ever be able to feel and like she's like talking about it like to the point where she's like i think it's very important that we understand humans (laughs) and how they think and like she said just like adapting to that yeah and it's like like they like (laughs) They they both like laughed it off, but like, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. no. it's her. like cutter, like limitations. Like, are there really limitations to it? Or, I mean, it's they're supercomputers, just like us, essentially. So, I, I don't think there's limitations to it. Kind of bouncing off that, just for, like a weird comment. I think I got this from like Adult Swim or something like weird. Like it might have been Rick and Morty or something, but uh, it was a theory that one day the machines will take over and become like our overlords so like you should live every day like right now like saying sorry to uh, siri or like uh, talk when you're saying to alexa like make sure you're not calling her a uh, b-word or like anything bad just so like if you comment anything on twitter that you won't be on a little check mark or checklist of people that they need to kill off <laughs> nah we, we got free speech now we're good <laughs> on twitter thanks elon Thanks, Daddy Elon. <laughs> Techno King. Uh, he's called himself that. I think I he's don't like, love a lot of what he does. Know. I will just say that. But aside from the point of technology, I like engines, not electric motors. So I know electric motors are the future. I digress. They anyway, are. Let me go quick, fast. I have many positives of those, but uh, we won't get into that. Besides, so I know, like, I won't talk too much about the gene sort of stuff, but. I know on another positive note, um, you know, further down the road, maybe with prosthetics, how far they've really come since probably, you know, World War One or since whenever they were first kind of uh, thought up is maybe one day being able to uh, basically like cybernetically fuse, like fuse them with your actual cells. And then so it's really just becomes a full extension of your body once again, like a true arm. And I feel like that's a thing that can really be great and then it turns to the side that's like a super robot with super strength and can go very bad too but <laughs> you know yeah i if, if you want i can dig up my note cards where i, <laughs> where I did my terrible terrible cookie cutter speech about that <laughs> um oh, senior year. but no i mean like that that was like my because i originally went to school for physical therapy and uh that was my whole uh transhumanism uh path that i took through that class uh was the whole idea of prosthetics and how like they were originally used to just level like get everyone back to like a level playing field uh for people with disabilities but 
yeah, like, I mean, we're definitely, like, getting to a point where we're hooking these prosthetics up to our nerves and actually being able to control them with our bodies again. So that's nuts. it's it again, like you're just, you're just, you just keep <laughs> going up and up and up until it just gets so crazy. I think we do I, uh, have actually an interesting conversation to have with that, like uh, prosthetics taking over being more than what you are, because we had a runner at Mount Union who was very good. He ran in the, Olymp- uh, the yeah. Paralympics, I believe. And he had prosthetics and he beat the crap out of everyone in D3. Um, with I think legs. we had a conversation, yeah, yeah, with actual legs, and I'm not—I don't want to take anything away from him because I actually think what he did was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't know right. if you guys had any other thoughts about like if it was helping him, if it's harder. I really don't know enough about it. Like I was always interested in it too because I was like, okay, he's winning a lot. He's in the Olympics. Is this fair? I don't know. I've heard. Um, I think Oscar Pistorius. He's that. He was the one real famous Olympic runner with the prosthetic legs, right? I think, and there's some allegations against him. Whatever. I think that was him, but I watched, uh, I think him like running in a race against people with biological limbs. And I don't think he did amazing, but you could see just the strain he was putting into his body. Like, I feel like those, and I can't speak to this because I have biological legs that, well, weren't very good at cross country, but, um, you could see the strain this you were guy fantastic. I was the captain because I was on the team for all four <laughs> years. Uh, <laughs> but you could see the strain in this guy as he's sprinting. Like, it, it's his whole body is into it. But if you look at, like, Hussein Bolt, it looks so natural. So I think we're approaching a point where our technology is going to become completely equal with biological limbs. Then it's going to take off and be better in every aspect. So the question is... When do people make the leap from using prosthetic limbs when they have to versus choosing to put a prosthetic limb yeah. in place? This arm is basically going to guarantee me I can throw a ball as far as Tom Brady. I want and, turbo right. jets on my elbow to exactly. punch somebody. That's when it, that's when that it was, gets a little sketch. Yeah, That, 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 that was also... <laughs> that was also a big topic that we had in our um, in our class as well. The just the impact on sports, sports. and yeah. and how like I mean obviously like it, it's just like any other performance enhancing drug or anything. Like you obviously can't have them perform with uh, with regular ath like biological athletes, but put them in the league of their own. And who's to say that that doesn't become more competitive? and more entertaining because of the new speeds that are reached because of uh, legs being so much stronger or or new uh, miles per hour on a fastball like I mean like I mean but also it it could cause um, safety issues as well for for boxing for for combat (laughs) sports stuff like that like it's I think it would be so many like uh, uh, ways to go about it I think it'd be. I would think it would be more like NASCAR at that point. You wouldn't be like it. Would, you wouldn't be supporting the player. You would be supporting the brand who made the player. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's gonna take a lot of skill to like actually use that and do things right and correctly. But it'd be like, oh well, Ferrari's new leg can make you run three hundred percent faster than a normal human. And watch <laughs> us at our new track meet. That's nuts to think about. <laughs> also, not even just for like the. And this is kind of getting out there a little bit, but you know, Ferrari design components for athletics, 
now imagine you're in like the acting model scene and you your body is designed by versace like think <laughs> about the cool. upgrades that you could get and you wouldn't even have upgrades to look like people. a person exactly <laughs> you could be like a I do know somebody that, given the chance, would probably turn themselves into a cat person. I, I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> like, back, <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> back to your point, Jordan, about the sports, because it reminded me, it would be, <laughs> get off from the cat, ladies. Um, it would be kind of cool to see, like, um, an underground kind of, like, ring of sports. I feel like if we ever got to that point where it's like, well, people are unsure if it's, like, legal or un- illegal. Um, and then it becomes like a whole underground sort of like deal. Um, God, every event would be a fight to the death. Yeah, it'd be like awful. a fight club, but you know we don't talk about don't a fight talk club. about it. Yeah, so right, same Cut wavelength. That. Also, it's kind of cool. It's like the race between uh, by like uh, what we can do in medicine versus what you can do in trans, like with uh, mechanics. Like uh, talk about like if someone has like something wrong with their body, being able to regrow it from like a leaf i have no idea how they actually do it versus like putting a new body part on i think it's kind of interesting to see like the race between those two which one's actually going to be more productive in the end it would almost be like do you think like um tragic car accident someone has to come into the hospital it's like do we just take off their leg and give them a new one or do we repair and it's like then does that become a choice or a, or a forced option that, that that opens a whole new door of ethical issues um that's really interesting. It, in the uh, libertarian side of things, if you can afford it, they'll give you the crazy body part. But if you can't, they'll give you a peg leg. Back to money. <laughs> it all comes back. Funny how I mean, I, I hate, I'd hate for that to happen. There has to be, and I, I'm not making this into like a, a medical critique of the way we do things. I think a lot of people agree, but. Well, the American healthcare system's garbage, but yes. But you know, Continue, it's please. it's just that's the, that's the scary aspect of the whole. Th- this whole conversation stems back to everything you'd be doing to get these augmentations is probably a medical procedure. Um, we're so close. I mean, if you think about it, we're kind of all already transhumanists because if you carry a cell phone, you have the entirety of the human collective knowledge in your pocket. You know, you can call any person you want on earth you can do amazing things with your phone now it's not attached to your body but yet but it kind of is uh, exact apple watch you take it everywhere you go one must say the exact same thing airpods you know contacts you know exactly well i I looked up today like i was trying to find like the earliest forms of like real transhumanism like like an example i could bring up and i thought of like the google glasses that they were trying to make big oh yeah oh i forgot about technology like like augmented reality basically yeah yes yeah Mm -hmm. i also thought of those uh those snapchat glasses if you guys remember those you had like the app inside the glasses you could take pictures wherever and upload to snapchat they oh, only gave those out to certain those. people, I thought. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Remember the Google Cardboard when you could slide your phone into that cardboard <laughs> thing with the yeah. lens, and it was like VR. But like, and then like you have the Oculus, right? Like that thing. I I was skeptical until I put it on and played Beat Saber. Holy shit! You can live inside that thing. So that is very cool. <laughs> that is one thing I wanted to touch on with transhumanism. As like Brad mentioned before, we all took this class. One thing I kind of focused on was the idea of virtual reality. 
and how it may play a part in the future and like what it looks like now and what it could be. And like Michael, you were saying that Oculus is sick. Like I've only used it a couple handful of times and it is unreal. Like how that basically just creates a whole new world. And it's the idea that, you know, what will that look like in like decades? Are we going to be hopping on, just throw on a pair of like glasses and then hop into the game? Um, and then, you know, it becomes a whole verse. Uh, what's that? The, the multiverse? Metaverse. 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 I was going to yeah. ask, like, does, does anyone understand what that is? Because it confuses the hell out of me. I, I hate I feel like it's Sims, I, but, you know, technology? I, I don't know. I don't understand. It's Sims through a first-person view, and then they're also... I mean, it's it's also a way for people to justify NFTs, Uh well, it, it's just a whole nother way to justify NFTs past what it already has well, become for some reason. So garbage. money laundering. That's what it is. <laughs> What'd you say? It's money laundering. That's what NFT is. Buy my ape. Yeah. <laughs> I own I this digital NFTs. monkey that isn't real and it's four million dollars. Bro, like, did you see my monkey? I mean, I guess <laughs> they're making have a you guys seen, now. Have you guys seen the ad on your phones? I, it might be just the type of games I play on my phone, but it's like you can buy real life locations in a like in a fictional universe, and you can make money off them. Like the, the ad was, I bought my teacher's house, who said I would never gonna be anything in this app, and now I'm making money. <laughs> what? <off. laughs> yeah, it's yes. really weird. I have no you can buy parcels of land in like the metaverse and like real parcels of like. Yeah, I know somebody. <laughs> like I could I buy like a portion of like the Eiffel Tower in the metaverse. Whoa! I know someone that legitimately <laughs> spent over ten grand oh, doing that already. My gosh. Now it could be a big thing. This dude might have made a really smart decision, like Bitcoin regret all right. over for not buying it. But personally, I think Damn that's it. really, really, really stupid. They're just selling <laughs> no. things that aren't real. No, NFTs. There's no. There's just fake anything value. like it are garbage. Yes. Uh. <laughs> but then again, I mean, it gets the whole. This is something I can speak to because I'm educated in my art minor, kinda. Not really. Hell yeah. But anyway, okay. NFTs are digital art. Other art is just like paint on canvas or whatever you want to call it. It really has no intrinsic value, right? And although, yes, it's a physical thing, maybe NFTs are like the new medium as we digitize and get into this digital realm. Like, imagine if you spent your entire workday inside the metaverse doing, interacting with all of your uh, colleagues or you coworkers. Can with Oculus. That's already a thing. Really? You can That's buy, nice. yeah, uh, you, it's called like Workplace or something like that. I, I almost bought it because you can have like a web browser on your... Uh, on the headset and you can search through the internet, do work and whatever. Like you can watch movies on there. I played poker on there for like three hours and just had conversations with random people. We were in that's, danger. That's, <laughs> go play outside. Like so yeah, you can back to the point, you can already do a lot of your work grass. in there. You, you can watch Netflix and like you can sit you can sit in a movie theater and watch a movie in the headset. And Lord knows you can probably Netflix and chill in there too. Yeah, <laughs> I've I haven't tried anything like that, but I'm sure there's stuff out there. Well, the Quest is yeah. very limited, just because like it doesn't have as much as when you're hooked up to the actual computer. I'm right. a computer. But up over down up all the downloading. <laughs> Man, that's 
I mean, I that's a, I, I just learned a whole bunch of new stuff right there, and that is that blows my mind. Number one, I think that's really cool technology. Number two, that is freaking terrifying. And here comes Matthew. May we welcome? Hey, Matthew. Hey, welcome. How we doing? What's up? How we doing? Where's that camera? Where's yours? your face coming? <clears throat> He's loading. Hey, in. there he is. Hey, hey. how hey. we doing? Um, I'm I'm all right. All right. Well, thanks right, for hopping right, on here right. with us. I'm better now. We've that's your presence. That's good. That's good. That's good. Oh. oh. Well, we were just we've been well, talking about we we've touched on um, chips and heads, prosthetics, and I'd love to ask how you feel about um, the changing up of genes and the alteration of such and. Brad can explain further, but um, are we talking about designer babies? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. CRISPR, Matt, CRISPR babies. What, what are your thoughts? Um, what are my thoughts? Just to preface, yeah, CRISPR was uh, that topic that we that I put a pin in earlier. Um, just oh, the the option for um for parents to go to go to a doctor or go to a specialist and and essentially handpick um the genes the, the traits that they want their kids to have regardless of if um their bodies would have uh created those traits so um creates a little a, a very strange ethical debate there yeah so my opinion on that is that uh the united states should absolutely it's it's very much so to start it's Cheesy reference, um, and I know Nathan, I've, I've used this reference with Brad before because we were in biology classes together, um, but once you open the box, you cannot put it back in the box, uh, and my opinion on this is it really doesn't matter how, like, how you at home feel about this or how any of the doctors and the PhDs working on it feel about it ethically. If the United States doesn't start to use it as soon as it's possible, other people will. Um, that is true, yeah. People with means will do it regardless of how they can. So if you're sitting there and you have the expendable income to make your child 6'2", um, blonde hair, blue eyes, um, yeah, basically Nathan. Nathan. <laughs> yeah, basically Seven percent body uh, fat and just a yeah, ridiculous a, amount of great, muscle. I mean, great metabolism, predisposed to have a higher IQ, everything like that. You're you would technically speaking, if extreme you flexibility, fat, <laughs> whatever that is. If you have Nathan, the Nathan's a CRISPR baby, basically, pretty much, he's an alien. He's um, Kyle doing. XY. He doesn't have a belly button. <laughs> But if you have the expendable, if you have the expendable income, why the hell wouldn't you do it? So basically, so if you have, if, so if you live in the United States and you have the expendable income, and uh, you know you and your partner are trying to have kids, um, why wouldn't you go over and get artificially inseminated in a lab in China or Russia or Japan, whatever? Um, because whether or not, like, what do you think? A hospital's not going to treat you, or a gynecologist isn't going to see you here because you got inseminated in Japan? Like, they're not going to care. Uh, so, and they, they have to treat you anyway. So, like, it doesn't matter. So, as soon as it's you know a possibility, and other countries are like, we don't give a, we don't give a shit. 
You know, I mean, it's it's over. Um, I don't really think it's right. I don't because then you're just going to basically at that point, arguably, you'll have two species of human because there will be the people who can you know artificially pick and choose the genes, which I think will create more intelligent, more intelligent people. Um, and then also, you know, if that's the way you're moving with inserts and stuff like that, then people will get really, really smart. And so you'll basically have a superhuman people and then people who are just, you know, we kind of talked about that earlier with uh, the chip in the head, like the boundaries of money and shit, mm-hmm. shit like that. So. It all comes back to money. Yeah. Shocker. <laughs> but that's a cool, I mean, well, yeah, literally like biology or, uh, you know, computer science or a mix both. It all comes down to keeping the poor people down and the the few rich people at the top, and that sucks. So, kind of. uh, like a whole a, a huge overarching question with this whole topic is obviously like it's a thing with CRISPR because you're completely modifying how a child is is born. Um, but with everything else, it's also modifying how you're able to uh, live on a daily basis. At what point in this whole process is it? Are 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 you playing God? Or as soon as you start, I mean, I think. So have That's, we already have we already gotten there with God prosthetics? Us. You got me feeling no. like you got me feeling like Ian Malcolm asking, saying we shouldn't <laughs> be playing God and. Making dinosaurs. I mean, I, th- I feel like we've had this uh, <laughs> conversation. That, that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> <laughs> but, like dinosaurs, uh, but you can't put it back in the box. <laughs> I love Jurassic Park. Um, I want to go mammoth hunting. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, uh, just to branch back I need a into, uh, into Brad. You can go anything hunting after that once you can start making any animal you want. Hot take. Hot take. The Jeff Goldblum memes are the best part of Jurassic Park. I mean, it's a great, I love all the movies. I'm just saying. Can, we remove, can we remove Matt from from the, from the uh, episode again? I'll delete him. <laughs> did you see Nathan's face right. when I said that? Did, did anybody else look at Nathan's face? Because I, I did. Yes, I he did. was not vibing. Disappointment. <laughs> And it was worth me saying it because clearly I don't actually feel that way, but I just wanted to see his reaction. <laughs> so yeah, we're playing God pretty hard. Back to God. They're doing hybrid human animal experiments over there. It's they're called humanzies. Uh, I'm, I'm more or less kidding, but uh, and I'm not going to throw shade at other countries despite we, every country's done bad things i feel bad for all the people that live in every country including oh, the united america. states of america we haven't done anything yeah, bad I'm, come on man I, i'm like saying that hundreds. i'm saying that too but anyway i'm sure there's some skunk works underground division of crazy super science shit going on in every country and they have technology so wildly more advanced than what we can see it, i would be surprised if they haven't done experiments in the direction of biology crispr all that uh editing gene stuff and in cybernetic chip interface with your brain crazy or probably both i mean they're competing to stay ahead of each other and competition drives innovation so that's a good thing it's just we have to use this stuff 
ethically and carefully. And sometimes I don't think a lot of powers do that, in my opinion. Yeah, but, it's a good thing until Captain America comes from China and kills us. I was just thinking, I was like, <laughs> literally China. the Winter Soldier. China. Yeah. I mean, it becomes a point, can, are you, are like these superpower countries able to just create a super army of controlled beings? And that's a whole other ethical issue. But yeah, I feel like Brad, just back to your point, and I know Matt mentioned it, I feel like it's, it's a, it's almost a cliff. I feel like we're teetering closer and closer. Then it's almost just a drop off. And it's like, yes, we are messing with things that we almost eventually will not be able to control. Even though in every movie, they always say, no, we have it handled. Um, right. The dinosaurs well, per se me, always get out. Um, well, let me, let, with it for sure. Yeah. Let me put it to you like this. Okay. So you can change or look at like one set of genes. They tell you this, these couple of, you know, these 500 base pairs right here determine um, or have a pretty good, you know, like they can give you between X and Y, like numbers of, you know, if it's this, if, you know, the genes look like this, then your IQ is going to be that. At the very least, you're telling me that you're not going to put your kid in the high IQ bin. Um, okay, like so if that's just if, if that's the only thing you're doing, like IQ, you wouldn't do that for your kid. That that is, if we're able to do that, that's scary. Um, first off, but I think it's also a good thing too because obviously we have it now with sperm banks and whatnot um, that you're able to potentially you know get donors and whatnot. But I feel like it's also a good thing if you're able to design it. I feel like the only good positive note is that you can design it to basically be your child right like if the couple is unable you know to produce a child um for whatever unfortunate reason that they're able to you know ha have a baby that may look like them um or fix deficiencies like yeah uh, exactly right. that, 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 that is a great point like that. yeah that well and here's healthy babies here's I feel like that's else. how they get their foot in their door, though. Like, that's how they, like, even with Elon Musk and Neuralink, and, and when I read their website, they're like, this is going to fix right. dementia. And that's how they get their foot in their door, and they're like, oh, yeah, now we can make you super strong. I mean, Elon's one kid is literally named, like, Beep Bop X, X equals MC <laughs> squared E. <laughs> literally a robot. Um, Warhog. Then he later said, yeah, I, I actually regret that, or something, whatever he said about it. <laughs> Someone asked him about his kid, and he was like, what? He's like, oh, yeah, my kid, that's what I named it. Them, I don't know, um, he or her, but yeah, man, that that's a touchy subject with babies. But there needs to be, I suppose, some form of regulation that's like... There always is supposed to be. I know, I know, but what I'm saying this is... This is how the sci-fi <laughs> movies This is how the dinosaurs <laughs> get what out. I'm saying it's like, okay, we can use this technology... And if your kid is predetermined, we can detect he has or she has a, like Matt said, like a 95% chance of uh, getting, I don't want to be rude, let's just say Down syndrome, okay? That child is not going to have, I suppose, the advantages that come with not having Down syndrome uh, sure. growing up and, I mean, having a life, life expectancy, hello, Matt, and uh, stuff like that. Um, so the regulation could say like, okay, we can correct this issue and your child will be born without this genetic disorder. But 
you can't turn the dial up on the brains or the no i feel like that just like brad said that's playing god and almost to a scary point we're making like a you know the next clark kent or whatever so yeah i mean and you know it's also just it's just like the prosthetics where it's like you use it to a point where uh you're just trying to put everyone on a level playing field and then you have the people that are going to go way overboard it's so I mean, it's it's the same thing. The only difference is it's on a uh, genetic level right. compared to a, like a, a matter of limbs. It's a scale. Just trying to stay on equal equal levels here, Brad. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it might just be us being scared of change too. Like it might be the next step in evolution. It, it could it, be. It's, it's going to come from it's the top down, too. which sucks. But a hundred years out after technology becomes more available and everyone has it, it could just be the next step and we're afraid of it, you know? Okay. I'm a traditionalist. (laughs) (laughs) You're a purist. (laughs) No, I mean, look, if I lose my leg tomorrow, I definitely want a replacement that is perfect or very close to what my leg was, if not better. It is going to come from the top down, but I forget who mentioned that it would create two species like the people that can afford this first and continue to be able to afford this are always going to have a leg up on the people you could be superman you can make the argument now though with medication as it is they're gonna they're gonna have better access to uh, i know that's what i'm saying they won't need medication they can be omni-man or goku or a mix of both (laughs) of them like you know what i mean like and you're still michael (laughs) Yeah, probably. I'm gonna go live in the woods. <laughs> That's I my. I feel like turn. it's I'm gonna all good until it, like everyone says, until it just hits a point, and then it becomes bad. Um, not not in all circumstances, but certainly in a lot. And just to kind of jump off to another point in an ethical dilemma on the other age of babies and all this sort of different talk. What about anti-aging technology? Is there I'm like talk possibility? Last, I'm take it to extreme. <laughs> like, is it okay? <laughs> Would you want to live for hundreds of years? I don't know. I'm going I don't think we're ever going to get there. Carbon. <laughs> what did you say? Have you guys ever seen the show Altered Carbon? Oh, great, great uh, television. No, I have not. I remember no, the first not. season. First season was amazing. Yeah, second season was kind of rough. I'm not going to lie. Um, so this is kind of what I did my end of course on in that class we've been talking about. And it was like kind of like living forever, the ethical dilemma, which I want you guys to talk about. Yeah. I already talked about it for 25 minutes. So you know how I think about it. Um, but I didn't realize when I did that, uh, that speech in class that that uh, article I was talking about was already 10 years old. Wow. And they had, yeah. And I didn't, that's bad, me being a bad student, but they at that time had already, uh, mapped out and downloaded a part of a rat's brain and they thought 10 years from then that was 2009 uh that they could do a full human's brain which i don't think we're at maybe we are and we don't know about it but i think that's kind of crazy that we could get to that point of downloading human consciousness already maybe around 2022 if not in the near future but then if you could do that you could theoretically live forever but it raises questions of like is it actually you would is you it actually your soul? consciousness? Is it your yeah, soul so exactly? I, I think the question in terms of that type of thing is so clearly in Altered Carbon, it's like a television show, and the whole idea is that like your consciousness is in like a chip in the back of your neck, uh, and so all these people, so basically bodies uh, like are just like 
they're like you know puppets for the chip. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so there, like, clearly the person's consciousness isn't altered, so somebody can be, they call it, like, being down for, like, hundreds of years, and then you could just be put back into a body one day, and then you're like, it's you again. Um, but the reality is, is, like, if you're actually uploaded to a computer, does that consciousness continue to evolve and interact with people as you would have? And my guess is that it won't happen, and it won't work well, and people will just... You'll, they'll do it a few times, it won't work well, people will be like, that is not my husband, and then right. it will get, you know, deleted. No, I think the same thing, I, I don't think your soul and conscious can trans, like, it can't, they can't download that, like, it, it's not you, it's a version of you, but I don't, yeah, I, don't like, I feel like you'd be more robotic than anything. Yeah, I think that you'd be able to, like, talk about, you know, if you brought up a specific time or a memory or something like that, they would be able to interact with you about that memory because it would be you know like downloaded in your consciousness and they would be able to have like a new discourse with you about that memory uh but outside of that like i don't think they would be able to evolve anymore after the time of death or download i guess i saw something kind well it's a bit further than altered carbon it was uh it was a mind blower of like an independent i think it was an independent film i don't quite remember the name but Okay, um, so it's in the near-ish future, and it's husband and wife, and they're, the guy wants to basically do this thing where he uploads consciousness to a computer, and you have, like, a chip in your head, so at the moment of your death, your consciousness can go to this, like, black box, so to speak, and it's this big computer, and then you, as that dead person... It's like trapping your soul and you can make phone calls out of this black box to your dead or your still alive loved ones. But you can only stay there for a certain amount of time. And then I guess the data corrupts and then your whole world crumbles and you like you go on. You, you die for real. A black so mirror. the whole movie, you know, it's, it's almost like a Black Mirror episode. But the whole movie is this guy. He gets in a car wreck and his wife dies. And he's a computer scientist, of course, because movies. So... He's working on a way to build a perfect robot body, and then he's going to download his wife from this black box, race against time, into this robot, and she's going to be there forever, and it's going to, you know, happy life. But then, it turns out that he's the one that died, and he's inside the black box, and it was all simulated, and the phone calls that he was getting from her are actually, it's revert. It, it was nuts. But... That's just like the psychological, like next level horror stuff that we could be <laughs> actually creating, and that terrifies me. Sorry, that was long winded, but Everyone I died I, I, with oh, their consciousness oh, into yeah. a teddy bear. I liked it. I enjoyed it. That was it, I, I, if I can find it, I'll send you guys the link and probably post it on please, please one do. of our social medias. Um, but I mean, <clears throat> so two sides to it. It's like you said, uh, the Johnny Depp movie Transcendence. It's like the same thing, like he's a master of AI and then he eventually wants to live forever, put himself into the cloud. Uh, so that's kind of like the idea everyone's been talking about. And while there, I think I agree with you guys, I think that it's not going to be the same person in some which way because we are humans. Um, we are here and I don't think a robot or any sort of kind of next generational technology can kind of duplicate that uh yet um but then there's the other side of it like 
of the actual like so we have the technology say to make us live longer so we're not actually uploading our body or mind into something like we can just live 200 more years is that something you'd ever want to do is that a bad idea take my brain and put it in a cyborg body we're good to go <laughs> so it's still, it's still me it's I am still cyborg. my brain i haven't done it off yet it's just you replace all of my organs with cyborg cybernetics is the soul I, in your brain though all right i took that really like too extreme facts. really fast but Good. yeah, I mean, that's what this show is I feel is like about. medicine, medicine should always progress, and yeah, you should be able to live longer. I have to the I have point a, where it's uh, not even you anymore. I have a, a weird perspective because of my just extreme fear of dying, like anxiety, <laughs> super <laughs> irrational, and uh, um, I, I I want to be able to say yeah, I'd, I'd love to live for literally as long as possible. Um, but from a a race standpoint, um, like us as humans, like we would populate so so point. overpopulate so fast, and it's like what over I don't know. It would just create so are. many issues. It, yeah, it would create so many issues. We wouldn't have any room on Earth. We need to I'm, expand or expand into the water the somehow space. into the metaverse. <laughs> yeah, no. it, like I don't. <laughs> Kind of like the point I was making, like, if you become, like, a cyborg, though, like, it expands how you're able to explore, and I kind of talked about that in the class, too, in my, my final, which was all over the place, um, but if you're in a body that doesn't need to breathe, or a body that doesn't need to eat, just needs to plug into an outlet and charge up, like, a Tesla or something, you could, th- you could be on a spaceship flying thousands of years out into space to find a new home, I mean, and, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it would just, like, it, expand how much the human body could do then that's like just like you know you see in the alien movies it's like that's just like a hypersleep you yeah. know and well you're not you're conscious but you're not you know so i don't know see you get joy from doing all these things right as a human it's like i think most of us love eating like a nice taco bell 10 11 30 at night True. crushing True. some True. t-bell and some baja you know that's oh, an exciting thing. I was going to say, thing. don't you leave it out. Don't you leave <laughs> oh, it out. come on, son. Kill, kill me when I can't enjoy a Baja Blast. <laughs> pull the plug. Yeah, let's just take the Baja Blast and pour Baja it on the hard drive. My brain's out. <laughs> <laughs> on the hard drive. Hard drive. Yeah, we're talking like this, and can, I want to die at like 70 anyways. For this yeah, you hate old episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I'm talking like I want to live forever. I, well, well, I honestly, I think, told my girlfriend all the time I want to die at like 75. As soon as I can't wipe my own butt, just off me. Throw me in the woods. Just throw me in the trash. <laughs> throw, me out, throw my body in the river. I don't care. Well, that, that took a dark turn. But okay, the Sorry. thing it isn't about it isn't about getting older and older. It's about maintaining your quality of life. So if I can exactly. still like walk and do shit, and I'm three, I'm Yoda. I'm nine hundred years old, and I can do flips and shit why not you know like, right so say you're able to like we get this technology when we're like 55 and then you're 55 for the rest of your life until i don't know you off yourself i don't know but you choose to turn it off yeah that's the question then what do you do uh, i don't know let's uh if we you dial that back that to like 30 maybe Ooh, ooh, ooh! this is sick i think it's sick to me. I love sci-fi movies. RCE. Return to monkey. Um, 
I hope the, if the random chimp event happens, put me in a in a monkey body and I'll, I'll survive. Right? <laughs> yeah, Michael, I think that you would do really well in that post-apocalyptic situation. Well, you're very hairy. They would just think that you were one of them. <laughs> exactly. I need a few. I need a few bugs to survive. You got to do what you got to do. Akuna Matata, buddy, you're good. <laughs> Anyways, me yet satisfying. Anyway. So there's a movie, and it's more mainstream, it's older, it's called In Time, if you've seen it. And again, it's uh, the common theme, it goes back to money. Uh, Basically, they halt the aging process at the age of 25, so our ages are I thought it was you only had like 25 years of time. So, no, 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 you you age naturally until you're 25, then they put a year on your clock, it's like a, a thing on your Wait, wrist, and it yes. like counts down, and that's your money. So all the rich people yes, can live forever, God. and all the poor people are like constantly running around. Arm wrestling for money? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a really cool concept, and I mean, it turns into like a bank robbing movie, it, it's interesting, but... um. Yeah, what do you think about that? I mean, the one dude in the movie in the beginning, he chose to die. Like, and he had over a hundred years on his clock or whatever. So, I mean, he's he seemed pretty depressed after being like 120. <laughs> I feel like, like that's what it gets to. Some people, they're either so alone or, I don't know, maybe they don't have that same drive, um, the same exciting things to happen. Like, they've experienced life uh, to the fullest. Um, was that Justin Timberlake in that movie? Was he the yeah, one who starred in that? Dang, I feel like I remember was. that movie. That was... Love me some JT. Oh, say Maybe something. this is going to be, mm. well, I think this is going to be profound. Maybe what half of the life experience is, is just you never know how long you got. So you got you to gotta enjoy every waking moment. Now, I struggle with this because I go to work every morning and... Sometimes that's not enjoyable. I'm sure you guys feel the same. Except for you, Jordan. You get to fly damn airplanes, and that sounds like it's it lit. gets boring after a while. Michael, to your point <laughs> about the movie, that. it's like the the point of that movie is well, in our life, no amount of money can buy a second of time, right? It's not it's not like that in that movie. So that kind of creates that whole idea and what that may be like. I don't know, man. Like you said. You just got to live life to the fullest sometimes when you can, but I don't know. That's why. That's why I think we do this to, you know, have have a little fun and just enjoy each other's company. That movie gave me a lot of anxiety watching it. Like it was like an actual like it. You never like what Nate was talking about. You got to enjoy life. So that movie actually like visually showed how like how much time you have left. And, like, when they were doing that whole arm wrestling scene for, like, time, like, it's just so much anxiety, letting him run down to, like, the last minute and then getting it back. But it shows, like, I don't know how to put it into words, but you should live every moment to the best because they know how much time they have left, but you actually don't. That's it. I think that's why I, why that's I had it, man. Oh, that's positive notes from the mob, from us to you. Um, that's <laughs> terrifying. Wow. I'm going to stay up at night. Um, Tell your loved ones you, that you love them. Too. That's All your mother. I call my mother. Thank you. <laughs> Trust me, you should absolutely do that. Yes. Uh, I talked to that lady today. Well, do you remember the show JJ the Jet Plane? 
Did he have like a face on? I'm like, picturing like a cartoon plane. Maybe it was green or red. I don't remember. Yeah, he's blue. Yeah, um, I think you're talking about. Dang. Okay. Uh, some new Lord job for JJ the Jedi. No, I was. <laughs> I was thinking of I was thinking of Jordan being a pilot, and then I was I was relating that to transhumanism, and it's like, <laughs> would Jordan be out of a job if we created like, uh, drones, human plane hybrid, <laughs> like JJ the Jedi? <laughs> so you're saying Lightning McQueen, but a plane, but the plane, but the movie planes, Kuchu. <laughs> Yeah. No, my job already consists of pushing like three buttons and riding a plane to wherever I got to go and then landing it. I don't need anything else being like, taken away from us. I just, I, I was thinking that jobs just becoming obsolete because of, or like, uh, like people becoming obsolete in certain positions. And I just thought of, of pilots because, oh. you know, like, JJ on a plane. Like, if yeah. you can have a human face on a plane, that's terrifying. I would. I would be so I would be happy. Life is a highway. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, best case scenario for my job, if it's not taken away from AI, is I get to sit there and make sure the AI works. I was going to say, if anything, and that I'm could be like controlling the, the drone or plane, per se, or like watching over it. But <laughs> I just got, uh, for the job that I, I work at, without saying the name of the company, our new our new product is a, it's a nuclear power plant so that'll probably give it away there's probably like three companies that do that but i got to do simulator training yes. now yes. i don't know i yeah i can describe a bit of it without no one's going to understand what the hell i'm talking about from just my words but in old nuclear power plants their control rooms are straight from the 60s and there's big buttons and paper readouts and crazy stuff all over the place because these things are kind of hard to control there is almost like an ai system so to speak or at least a very complicated like control system that prevents our new plant from failing in an unsafe way if you lose power you, the plant literally will shut itself off with no human intervention for 72 hours just by like passive cooling and stuff like that. That's nuts. Uh, Cause like, it's really, I mean, to me, it's really, really complicated. Like there's a lot going on and I just can't, I mean, to the automation point, like <clears throat> if they're already automating some of the most complex jobs, I'd say like a pilot, um, possibly air traffic control, nuclear plant operator everything buses truck drivers even how are we gonna like live man like that's how we break the cycle and it doesn't go back to money because money won't be worth anything because no one can make any money <laughs> so then what do you do <laughs> like well, it's not like a weird we're back form of the... communism like it with technology michael we got the people at no. the top and then all of us way down here but how do they control us if they don't have any money? Because they make either. the money by having owning the robots for all of the jobs. But if every job is a robot, Matt wants to say someone still owns so the robots. <laughs> Matt, please. So what happens is we get to a point where everybody is equal. And there's no disparity or whatever. There are too many people. I don't know what. But so we get to the point where... 
everything is so screwed up and whatever that you just get put into a simulation that's like exactly what we're living in now, where you actually have to work for your shit and pay your dues to feel fulfilled in your life. And then we just, we just some, reality. you expire and then you come out of it and you're like, what's this? They're like, this is actually reality. You just like busted your ass for 95 years. Well, who's to say that makes you happy? Who's to say we aren't already? It might now. be. We might be. We Am might I after we die? And it's like, we're in a level three there. simulator. Am I the 1400 pound person on the ship in Wally? Tell me, Matt. Am I right now? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. I saw. I saw just really up and then a robot's telling you that you have to repopulate the planet and like start like, planning shit. I saw a really oh, funny shit. meme, and it was, you know, those little silica gel packets that come in like shoes and stuff, and they say, the on them, they like, do, do not, not eat. eat. Yeah. So the dude, he's looking at it. He eats it. And then he wakes up. He's like, "Congrats, you escaped the simulation." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go try it right now. Uh, Michael, everyone you should fail. <laughs> Group suicide on stream. You eat the rat poison and then you come out of the simulation. You won. You beat evolution. So congrats. Here's your desk job. You go. Oh, let's just do it right now. <laughs> uh, this is a oh, stress hell. ball. I'm gonna need this right now. Is that a brick? It is a brick. When the Steelers do bad or when I question my insanity, which this podcast has made me do about five times already. So I like uh, when people make stress balls out of like actual things. Like I've seen people make them out of like a game controller. So then if you're actually mad, you can just throw you can throw it the, <laughs> the stress ball so then you don't I need a chair foam. <sighs> just throw it at a wall. Um, and FYI, Michael has broken like two of our cha- chairs during uh, our college years. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm <laughs> fine. I'm fine. Storms out of the room. Doesn't hear from him for you know, I, two hours. I bet you there was a couple times me and Brad were sitting in the room and just hear a loud, like loud bang, and we're like, "What was that?" Yep. We never put two and two together. That was probably was my it, there was a dark time. <laughs> I, I, I specifically remember coming out into the hallway from. All the way down our down our hall, and I heard, I heard him slam the chair. Matt and I walking back to our uh, to our room, and we just hear a big fuck. Like, there he is. is. Okay. okay, yeah. He said, "What a great." And then and then Nathan was all upset because the two of them were rooming together. I was had absolutely destroyed this chair, and then Matt came to the rescue and said, "Wait, there are desk chairs at the end of the hall," and we switched them out. Them. Yeah, oh. that's the second time I saved your ass on getting charged. Good like, clutch. remember when you absolutely destroyed your uh, closet door freshman year? Hey man, that Engin- wasn't me. Engineering school. That difficult. wasn't me. I threw yeah, knives and- at doors. I did that. Yes, <laughs> and you know, Matt saved this on that. Um, Except they charge you what five dollars for that little piece of metal? <laughs> yeah, it was fifty. If bucks I was transhuman, <laughs> I would just download my engineering yeah. degree off of DeVry University right into Build my a head. Bridge, <laughs> do it. They <laughs> go. Yep, done. Phoenix University, <laughs> the eternal online education. Hey, I'm oh, down I... for. It. I'm done with all this studying stuff. You're I'm still in debt. That would be really cool, right? And it's like, oh, let me study this. I'm done with it. It's like, boom, I got it. But then it's like, what are the point of tests? If people can just download the latest black market 
you know, study guide cheat sheet. Check, Essentially what we check did explicit. anyway. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. I just want to download all the FAA regulations into my head so I don't have to memorize them. <laughs> no, actually, sure, after that, I'm fine. Yeah, there's the thousands. Probably like 10, right? Just don't fly too low. <laughs> don't. Don't, don't, fly too that, like don't run into each other out, up, up in the They're skies. all conditional, too. There's all thousands of conditions for each one. That's a lot Read of damage. Procedure. Oof. Michael, did oh you know God. if you fly high enough, the sun is always shining? Unless you're, like, on the <laughs> opposite side of the earth. <laughs> Yo, I saw some Orbits. graph the other day, not to go back to our space topic. Um, but I'm so like, mad I missed that, by the way. I know. We can, it's a, it's a, it's a deep topic. We can go back we'll to more. But it's just the we'll sheer size of, like, us versus, like, the sun and, like, you know, all the planets in comparison. It's wild. Um, to wrap it back into transhumanism, though, because we're going <laughs> off our little tangent, um, I know there's a show that Matt and I have both watched. You guys have probably heard about it. It's on, it's on Apple TV. It's called Severance. And if you haven't heard of it, basically the that premise was, uh, is there's this company... Um, and they hire you or you go to them and you can basically split your work life nine to five uh, and then your personal life. You have no recollection, no memory. It, there's two separate lives basically. You go into the elevator downstairs, you walk into work, your work person is back. Like they're conscious. And it's called, so it's, the place is called Lumen. So the person yeah. who works at Lumen is called your Innie. And then your normal self yes. is called your Audi. Yeah. And it's like a super trippy idea. And I'm just curious, like, would you guys even consider that? Are you still sore after work? Like if you're doing physical work and you're turned off, you're doing physical work. When you come back, are you sore? Are you in danger? Yes. yes. So I, Matt and I, so we don't, <laughs> so we don't go like in the spoilers or anything. Like something happens during work. You go out of work physically the same. Um, yeah. So, like, they it, in one of the earlier episodes, somebody yeah, don't gets say hit much in the about f- it, but I'm not going to like just somebody just like get, gets hit in the face and then they get a cut. Yeah. So then they put in like that guy's jacket uh, as he leaves. Like something happened to Mark S at work today, uh, and now like there's a band aid and then they gave him like an Advil, I think, in the note. Yeah, and like a gift card. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, um, but would you ever down. like yeah, want to split your life entirely? So yes. do they? Not would you ever? But how much money would it take? Not in the show. Is it an option, or does is everyone yeah. in any in an option? Yeah, it's just it an is option. an option. So okay, each person. Oh wait, do so you have people who are conscious working with? No, you not uh, conscious? Uh, I don't know. Yes. Okay. Oh, that changes. Um, he, he can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying anything about the show. Um. Matt, so like, King of spoilers. It's a first episode 100%. thing. Um, it's a first fifteen minutes. <laughs> Come on, it's just keep, um, keep ruining it. The point is, <laughs> so usually the people who come to work as like grunts at this company who actually just do the work, um, they usually have a reason for doing so. It's usually you know something terrible you know outside of work that made their personal life you know hell or whatever. They want to just be able to split the two entirely. Um, so everyone has the choice to do it, um, yeah. So, but like, 
wouldn't you want to know what you're like what if my job was shoveling kittens into a furnace and i didn't know i was doing that i couldn't <laughs> no, live with that's myself. not on you man <laughs> like well <it's>, that's nuts <laughs> it's like what well, what if like okay your wife comes home and she's pregnant and she works at this place what <laughs> That's on you, That's man. What you're to do. <laughs> Shoveling kittens into a furnace. I mean, what, what kind of job what is that? of energy source could that possibly? That is the true it's fossil fuel. It reminds me of lights. Where do you get the energy from that burning something? What if it was cats or, or dogs? Or you're right. Coal People impacts the environment too much. We're done with coal. Straight to kittens. Let's go. There's a lot of straight cats in the world. I mean, oh, I don't like cats. Mean. They all oh. deserve a home. Yeah, Michael, you're the yeah. one who has a cat. Yeah, and she's a bitch, but I love her to death. <laughs> I wouldn't put I wouldn't put Soxy Cat into a furnace. Um, Peta is hearing this right now. They're raiding your house. <laughs> good. She um, tell me I can make 500k a year, not have to think or focus on work. If you can guarantee yeah. my safety, my family's safety, I'd be down. I'd do it. Interesting. Not knowing what I like, if I being that I know nothing about the show, I'm sure there's some issues with it. Yeah, I'll say yes. <laughs> yeah, right. So like, you know, with the job, K. you know, it's not like a, a physical demanding job. It's not like you're doing labor or something like yeah. that. It's an office job, um, basically. Just out of pure ignorance, I'll say yes. <laughs> office job, yes. I, I Even like seeing the show, I would say yes. <sighs> really? Are they making big money? Like yeah, five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, no, but in the show, are they making big money? Uh, or is it just like sure. no, not particularly discussed? It's yeah, it's not really discussed, but I would assume that they don't make like we're saying five hundred thousand dollars. I would assume Nathan. I mean, do you agree they're not making? They're not. They making might that make, money, but I'm sure they're they comfortable. Yeah, I mean, they might be making six figures. Sure. Yeah, I, I would That's agree with that. I would you hope so. Think too. They'd give you that much if you're willing to do that, but. But think about it too. At that point, you're again literally trading your time for money because you spend currently, yeah. let's just say, forty hours normal work week. That's forty hours that you don't remember that you traded for six figure salary. Yeah. Hey, so money. Like, sometimes you know you read the Dilbert at work and it gives <laughs> you a chuckle here and there, and you don't want to kill yourself for a hot second, but <laughs> uh, you know what I mean, like. Yeah. Sometimes work could be enjoyable, I suppose. Um, That's where I'm at. If it's like a job I do right now, and I've seen the show, so it's hard. I'm trying not to be biased on it. I want to say no, I wouldn't do it. But I can see why any any person would uh, want You're to. You're a blood American. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and to, and to Michael's yeah. point, too, like cool, flying so. a plane, I, w I wouldn't want to be not conscious of that. Cause, like, there's going to be some beautiful <laughs> points in my, my career that I'm going to want to see and be there for. So I wouldn't like, but if yeah, if you're working an office job, fuck yeah, I would do it. You're like Denzel who just safely landed that plane. You're like Jordan, great job. You're like, no idea. Thank I'm you. You <laughs> plane. Well, you know, like seriously, that shit happens. Like yeah, the other just yesterday, I landed a plane where the brake stopped working. Oh, oh, it was scary as hell, and I flew it back home too. I inverted the bird and landed <laughs> it safely topside. <laughs> I'm drunk right now. Somebody get movie. these motherfucking snakes. 
We had a spider on the plane the other day, and someone said that. That's awesome. <laughs> fucking spider off this motherfucking plane. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. Oh. Um, back to, uh, I mean, this is this is calling way back to to Nathan's uh, the virtual reality Absolutely. Uh, portion. Um, if you guys going into a virtual reality, if you could make any video game right now virtual reality game or like like be sucked into a like a metaverse of a specific video game um what are, what are you guys picking damn that's a mm. hell of a question um it's like i always see uh, <clears throat> like questions on reddit whenever like discussion boards it's really the same thing it's like the last game you played you just got sucked into the world and it's like, are you alive or are you gonna die? <laughs> but last game I played was Elden Ring, so I'm dead. Um, yeah, you're fucked. Yeah. In I'm seconds. driving down. I'm driving down Rainbow Road. In Mario Kart Eight. You're probably dying too. I'm probably dead. <laughs> I'm in a. I'm in a game called The Long Dark, where the goal is you're in the Canadian wilderness after a geostorm knocked out all the power and made the animals very aggressive. Survive. Yeah, I'm fucking yeah, getting killed by a moose. Too. Dead immediately. You couldn't have <laughs> Great game, a, by the way. A worse... Fantastic game. Did you imagine yeah. like a game like No Man's Sky or something like that, though? That's what... So, wow. back to Brad's question. Whew. I want to pick like some of my favorite games, like The Last of right. Us. That would be horrible, right. but that would be really cool Ooh. at the same time. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm probably <laughs> yeah. dying, right? But <laughs> be really cool. More on a mm. realistic perspective, No Man's Sky would be really sick. Um, well, there's yeah. a, there's PC games that are like No Man's Sky, but way better with bigger communities and like way more there in depth. Subnautica would be really cool. Oh man, that'd be rough. <laughs> Cyberpunk would be pretty yeah. sick. Um, We're headed there now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See in about 50, uh, 55 years. Um, oh, that's a heck of a question. I think really any game that you enjoy, any open world game would be really sweet. Um, open e- world games. Hell, even awesome. like Red Dead. Like, you're basically yeah, just going yeah, back in time that. at that point. I mean, you may Dark not have Souls. the best quality. You may die at, like, 32, but, you know, it'd be really cool. Be a cowboy. But If you voluntarily go into a Dark Souls game, you're dying in seconds. Either that or you're going to be extremely that's depressed. You died. No, that's, when you, <laughs> that's when you choose to end your life. They just put you in a Dark Souls game, and that just, you, you die. That's it. Um, that I'd want to be in Wii Sports Resort. <laughs> Brad on the tennis court. <laughs> Just the, the sword sword dueling. <laughs> but Run, running down the bridge, just swinging as hard as I can. No. Can Brad I be himself in the PGA the, yes. the Wii Sports music never, ever turns off. Oh, my off. gosh. <laughs> Can you guys bowl and then like Michael, you can go bowling. Then I'll be be the me in the back when you flip it backwards. I'll be hey, <laughs> and spin around. That like is my life to have arms and not have arms multiple times. You know how the the me's like they their arms pop out. They're like pick dots. The yeah, they're like <laughs> we're the Rocket League characters. <laughs> Those little just smudges on the screen. <laughs> the eggs. That's yes. <laughs> the egg people. You'd be the cars. Kerchoo! <laughs> you could be that would like be crazy, though. Like, kind of kind of on the same lines of what Brad was asking, but like being in a video game where you just controlled your mind, like controlled the game with your mind instead of having to 
control with a controller. So like, essentially like, a lucid dream. <laughs> so it's like, but, like on... Rocket... Sorry, go ahead. But but like Rocket League, you it's a very mechanical game, but if you could right. just control with a chip in your brain how much better all right. of us would be versus like people who have slower re- uh, reaction times and stuff like that, or like first person shooters. That'd be nuts. I'd be like, I think that's, yeah, uh, I kind of wall flip and then I still <clears throat> fail because I can't yeah, get a flip. Reset, I, so. I, I kind of, I, that, that's kind of what I meant to portray in my original question. I just didn't do it the right way. Sorry. That's, we no, no. So, <laughs> you I'm, I'm sorry that you could control like virtual reality, but like a, a higher level of it. Okay. So uh, yeah. definitely smash. And I want to feel all the pain. <laughs> so <laughs> Gandalf's coming for you. No, I want to live in a metaverse that where we can all play games together and we just live together playing video games. Purple. Yeah, you four play Rocket League and I'll be the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming that for you, boy. Oh. I like Michael. Matt's Funja face. <laughs> He's just sitting there. Michael, Sorry. you are the pickaxe in Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> and every time you hit, it goes E, E, E. It's getting beat to death. <laughs> also, I'm it's pretty the, sure the, but you never the picture in the background was the uh, picture that like 50% of our class used. For, oh, uh, I believe our you're podcasts right. Or our, our, uh, whatever they're called. It's like, well, uh, it has a, a famous name. It's like God giving... Right? Isn't that like a big... The, the original image or picture is... The Sistine something, Chapel, or something like yeah, that. something like that. Some of that. But it's Vatican a mechanical S. arm, so it's transhumanism. You wouldn't know, but it's okay. You're, You're right, but Loser. you know, <laughs> I'm hoping you know maybe 200, 300 years from now, it's gonna be all the rich people. They're gonna be like robot cyborgs, right? And then there's gonna be a computer virus, and all the rest of us we retake <laughs> the earth. I think we'll yeah. all be in our forever sleeps at that point in time. Yeah, that's actually you know something we haven't talked about either. It's like people who froze their bodies for like that technology to come out later. Uh, I don't know if that's what you meant by for forever sleep, but I, I, that's something I was looking up before this. The, all those of, people are dead. Walt Disney. Yeah, they're, Walt they're Disney not, yeah. And they're not coming back. <laughs> Mickey's going to never know. Let me tell you, putting a brand on ice is not going to work. Disney has a lot of money, though. They could Imagineers, they could make say. the bodies work. And then... Did anybody see the, uh, the, the Chip and Dale uh, trailer that I sent this morning? I did. I did not watch it. <laughs> I, I did not watch that either. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it was a busy day at the office doing things that I can't recall because it was my other person. Well, Michael, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, so you can split your minds. So then you don't have to worry about it. Just come home. And you're good to go. Exactly. I just had a split personality disorder. I had to turn off during work. He gets a lot ruder, though. Well, this has been a great discussion on transhumanism. Uh, I'm glad Michael has been able to learn something today. Exactly. Um, That's exactly what I was going to say. That was the whole goal of today. Well, this is The Mob with Matt, Jordan, Brad, Michael, and myself uh, checking out here. Thanks for tuning in, guys. E. E. <laughs> What's that?